comes, here 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 comes. DeAndre, it's here not comes. that complicated. It's just personal preference, man. No, no, Martin, stay out of this. Anyway, Martin, Teddy, <laughs> <laughs> Teddy, like, I was just, I was just, I'm just curious. I've never seen anyone go right to go home. You could have just went straight, is what I'm saying. That's why I was Whoa. perplexed. <laughs> well, first time for everything. You saw me go right. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know what? Yeah, sure. All right, you do you, no. boo boo. No, we're fucking with you. Yeah, we went to a card shop. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you insist on just lying to? It's Sunday. Why are you lying? <laughs> God, you know, you know, Jesus is watching us, and you, you are just, you're just not being a good Christian right now, Teddy. And, and uh, I don't know how I feel about this. We're gonna have to reevaluate. We're gonna have to reevaluate your 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 ramen raiders membership. Oh, don't do that. Well, you just keep lying to me. You and see what happens. Also, you don't speak for the group. Excuse me. I speak for me. And yeah, me, you speak for you. And me is the group <laughs> on this day. And you know what Thank else? You, the... you know what else, Teddy? Wow. Welcome, welcome to simmering. Everybody, uh, happy to have you here on this Sunday, beautiful Sunday. That uh, Teddy just continues to be a fucking liar on for some I'm strange reason. I'm not a reason. liar, guys. I can't do anything in this group. Like really, <laughs> you can. You just got. You just tell the truth when you're doing it. That's all we ask. I do. I don't know. You just lied to me just now, though. So, exact silence. That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, coming to you today on this beautiful sunny day uh, in California. Uh, you've got me, of course, your host, Mr. Fooly Wolf. Uh, you've got Teddy the Liar, also known as Ted the Ted the Bear. Hello, everyone. I am not a liar. <laughs> not yet. Uh, we've got Mr. X Butase. All right. Are you ever gonna say his name right? Is that? Yeah, hmm? I, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not right? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll figure it out just to make it easier for you one day, uh, DeAndre. <laughs> You're gonna have to put it, uh, spell it phonetically uh, on a like on like an index I'll, card. I'll, I'll, I'll change it just for you. Ah, uh, just for me? You don't? <laughs> you shouldn't have. You've got Mister Ace. Impressive joining us. He's not here at the moment, but he'll be with us momentarily. Did he say he was going somewhere or using the bathroom or something? I don't know. I didn't hear him leave. All right, good talk. Tell you, I'm gonna need you to drop the sass. No, uh, no, absolutely not. And I'm gonna need Martin to change that goddamn battery. <laughs> <laughs> what is up with you and batteries, man? What is it? You and your smoke detector not having a good battery in it it's fine it works and for now until that battery's dead and then guess what when your house is on fire you won't know it's on fire because your smoke detector doesn't have a battery in it <laughs> is this really the topic that you want to start the podcast on 
No, but uh, your alarm triggers me. Actually, now that you mention it, uh, the topic that I did want to start the podcast with is good old uh, electronic. Oh, fuck. What does E3 stand for? God damn it. Electronic Entertainment Expo. That's the word. I I was like, what's that middle word? (laughs) Electronic Entertainment Expo, also known as E3, the once beloved gaming events that we would all look forward to each and every year we have new game reveals new game announcements uh showcases demos etc showcase for the immortals uh xbox uh sony ubisoft ea nintendo would never really have a big presence at uh e3 um sometimes very little sometimes yeah uh but uh yeah over the years you know e3 has become pretty much a staple of the gaming industry uh except for 2023 actually the last couple years it's sort of faded into uh obscurity mostly because of covid and the pandemic that took that from us uh they couldn't hold in-person events so with for obvious reasons they decided to hold off on e3 for a number of years but in the year 2023 they decided that hey this year, E3, we're coming back full force, better than ever, even though uh, a lot of companies, well, I should say all the companies, Xbox, Sony, uh, Ubisoft, EA, they all pretty much have their own, even Nintendo, they all have their own you know, events that they do throughout the year. Sony has their state of play, Nintendo has their direct, Xbox has their, I don't even know what they call theirs, but they have showcases every couple months. All these companies have showcases every couple months. They show off their newest titles that are upcoming, coming out, or dropping soon, coming soon. You know, things to look forward to for years to come. So they really didn't have a need to have a big, big, huge showcase at E3, which, you know, makes sense because they can just, why do something in June when... Uh, throughout you, you can have four events showcasing mm-hmm. the next mm-hmm. the next uncharted or the next zelda or the next smash brothers or the next whatever big games coming out um so pretty much they announced that e3 was coming back this year even though all the companies were like uh nah we're not going to be a part of it thanks but no thanks and but however the the powers that be at e3 were like we're still going to go through with the show despite mm-hmm. all these companies saying they're not going to be there uh and they were they were committed up until about a week ago when they said yeah no nah, this this we can't we can't have this event they canceled yeah. they canceled e3 um because th- i mean if you really think about it who's gonna be there a bunch exactly. of a bunch of yeah. a bunch of indie studios can't make e3 run mm-hmm. um, so, uh, and not not only that but indies also have pax east as yes. a way to promote their stuff so E3, uh, you know, as unfortunate as it is, it is, it's become increasingly irrelevant. Yeah, it's, it's sad to say because I used to look forward to E3 every single year growing up in middle yeah. school and high school. I would, mm-hmm. I would like try to sneak in, you know, watching the live streams whenever I could at school. Uh, yeah, try to you know be like, oh, what's the next Xbox looks like, or oh, what's yeah. the next, what's what's coming next for PlayStation and Sony, all those guys, you know, or even just man, we would get such cool. Uh, uh, this will probably hit home for you guys, but we'll get such cool uh, Naruto and Dragon Ball reveals mm-hmm. during those years, man. It was great. I used, right. to love, I used to love looking forward to E3 every single year. 
Have any of you actually gone to E3? So personally? I have went to been to one E3. Uh, I don't remember what year it was. It might have been 2015 or 2016. I'm not exactly sure. Um, but I, I did attend an E3. And this is when it was still a, uh, what do you call it? A member, not member, a media, media only event. Mm-hmm. E3 was a media only event for a number of years. And I had a friend who managed to, you know, I don't know, he didn't forge them, but you know, he 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 made a couple calls, pulled a couple strings, and he got me and like a couple of uh other buddies uh from high school. He got us into E3. And nice. we went we went all three days. It was cool. It was the year that uh 2K was pimping out Mafia 3, and they had a cool Mafia 3 setup, like New Orleans style. They had like a band playing and like a saloon type or like a yeah like a french quarter style uh bar restaurant that was that was pretty dope uh, i saw a bunch of cool stuff at, that year uh battlefield one was the big game for ea at the time so they had a bunch of you know battlefield one uh demos you could play i i i'll never forget this i i got to play battlefield one uh with todd howard of bethesda <laughs> yeah that's that was so that was actually pretty dope i'm not gonna lie uh, I saw a demo for, it was one of the Call of Duties, the one with the dog. I think it was Ghosts. Yeah, yeah. It was, I saw a demo, for a behind the closed doors demo of Call of Duty Ghosts. And in the room uh, with me at that time was the mocap actor for Kratos in the new God of War games. Uh, Christopher Judge, I think is his name. That dude's fu- yeah. That dude's massive. My let me tell you, that dude is fucking massive. Jesus, <laughs> this big black dude walks into this Call mm. of Duty event and it's like, holy shit. <laughs> I saw a uh closed demo uh I think it was Gears of War 4 when they were showing off the the power of like being able to play on PC and Xbox cooperatively that was pretty cool mm-hmm. and I uh one of the one of the actors uh from he was on Arrow at the time uh fuck I cannot remember his name the actor's name but he played Diggle's brother on Arrow uh that actor was there cuz he was also he voiced one of the characters in the game also but yeah, I've been to an E3. E3's cool. Uh I would I would not recommend it. Well, if they were having the event. I wouldn't say it's generally um pu- public. Yeah, public friendly. It's not worth it to the public yeah. because you can tell that they they really do cater to the event towards mm. media outlets and media members yeah. because those are the people yeah. those are the people who are writing the stories about the games you're showing off, you know what I mean? Yeah and previewing your games those are the people that they cater to the public they're just sort of like all right we got this five minute demo for you to play uh and then they just sh- <laughs> and, then they, and then they just shuffle you out you know what i mean yeah so like i wouldn't I maybe wouldn't like a say. one-time experience right like like you like you went once like you know yeah i went once um uh, and like i said i had a different experience because i had a media badge and it, and it was mm-hmm. an and it was an all media event so it did feel a little bit different um than, than other e3s so but yeah, I, I got to meet a couple of cool people. I got to meet Xavier Woods from uh, WWE. I got to meet a couple of the Game Grumps. Uh, and it's not like it's and it's kind of just like any other convention that you go to, except there's yeah. no except the panels that you go to for your favorite celebrities or voice actors or whatever. The panels are replaced with, uh, you know, game demos and talking, yeah. talking to developers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. It's but, cool, but I, I like feel like you could do all of that in a day and then you'll be like wait we're doing the same thing tomorrow 
Yeah, Aww. yeah. It's one. It's one of those things like the convention center. We've been to the LA convention center. It's it's so big. You have like two two separate buildings. It's like all right, spend one day in one building, do everything there. Spend the next day in the other building, do everything there, and then the third day is just kind of like whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say E three E three. It's I'm I'm honestly sad to to see it go because like I said yeah. I I miss just waking up on a Saturday and just being like all right 10 a.m. fucking uh, Ubisoft's gonna wow me with the new Assassin's Creed or the new Far Cry or the new whatever. But like you said, like they can do it one they, at a cheaper price and yeah. then they can spread it around throughout the whole year. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I totally get it. Like to not have that type of event anymore like you know because it was iconic e3 is always about like you know kind of like what happened with g4 and e3 like all of the gaming outlets are kind of like dying down and all these companies are just doing their own thing yeah and it may it a lot of companies are going the more produced route with their with their sort of conferences i guess you could say because you know nintendo direct that's all like pre pre-recorded pre-produced you know they've got edits and you know mm-hmm. segments all that and a lot of companies are just following that suit as opposed to doing like a live live from this theater we're gonna yeah. show you've got two hours of games to show you you've got celebrity appearances like we're we're never gonna get another keanu reeves moment at e3 you know <laughs> what i mean we're never gonna yeah. get something like that again bro like that that's and honestly that might be the last great e3 moment ever right there that your breathtaking moment that might be the last great mm-hmm. e3 moment ever and and it sucks because i used to love those a lot a lot of them were cringy i will say we've had a lot of cringy moments as well but i mean that's kind of the fun that's kind of the fun of the event you know mm-hmm. and i'm just yeah it sucks i was I, I was legitimately sad when when i saw that article oh eat these canceled this year like fuck man but yeah what, what are you gonna do you know what i mean yeah, I'm on on my standpoint. You know, E3 was cool, but I was just there for the news. I didn't really follow like what events were taking place, like who guests were coming. I didn't follow it as to see. I was waiting for them to drop the news. Like, yeah, I I know what you mean. Shit. Yeah, because I use it as a news outlet. But now it's like, oh, we can just see, and that's another thing where I'm like, with games nowadays, I'm trying not to look at like uh what's to come like trailers is that like i'll watch the first trailer but then i won't want to uh i don't want to see too much of the game yeah and see that's also the thing about uh e3 that i will not miss are a lot of the the quote-unquote trailers we would get because a lot of the trailers we would get were very misleading (laughs) Yeah, it, either it was not what the game was going to show or they were just cinematic. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Like very infamously the uh Watch Dogs demo that we saw at E3 <laughs> all those years yeah, ago. Everyone, everyone was so hyped that, and then the, the was like, what? And then we got the game and it's like this is nothing. <laughs> this is nothing like what they showed. Uh and I mean that's that stuff still sort of happens now, but man, when E3 came around, oh god. That just Ugh! Every single every single trailer would be a CGI trailer or a pre-rendering, or you know, things things of that nature. And it's like I wouldn't say it's like almost false advertising or false marketing, but it's a uh, very uh, what's the dishonest? I would say. But at the same time, you're you're selling a game. You're not really trying to. 
you're trying to get people's foot in the door, trying to get them interested. And I guess I could see yeah. that, you know. Uh, speaking of Mr. Ace, you've you've been uh, patiently listening. I could tell you're eager to to jump in here. What are your, what, are, mm-hmm. what are some of your thoughts on E3 being canceled and like the event as a whole? I think the spirit of the event isn't completely gone because <clears throat> we have a different flavor of it in the Game Awards. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Jeff Keighley is probably like salivating at the mouth right <laughs> Actually, now that he, E3 is gone. You might be so, right. So like, all of that audience <laughs> is just going to go to the Game Awards now. Game Awards. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's not completely gone in that sense, but sure. I get what you're saying about the whole like the Keanu thing is like we're not gonna get that anymore necessarily. Mm-hmm. But um from what we've seen of the game awards so far, aside from that mishap last time with the guy that um that crashed the stage or whatever, um it's been pretty solid. The game awards doesn't overstay its welcome. Um I, I know we're not gonna get as many reveals and stuff at the game awards compared to E3 because that's what E3 is all about. But mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite part of the game awards is still the MK11 reveal when they were handing out best racing game, and uh, the director of the game Ed Boon just came out to hand or to announce who won the award, and he was like in doing his thing or whatever, and then the video cuts out. Oh, I do, and it that. shows the trailer for MK11. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I hope we get more stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if this is the end, uh, it, it had a good run. Yeah. Now that you say that out loud, yeah, the Game Awards in essence is kind of like the E3. Now, a lot, a, a lot of people really tend to focus their their stuff towards the end of the year, their reveals and trailers and stuff. They say that stuff for Jeff, uh, and I, I think they do a good job, honestly, because I. I the Game Awards, it took a while to get to where, at the point it's at now, where it's kind of like this beloved event by all gamers. Because there were a few years that were pretty, they were pretty, eh. Um, they were pretty cringy, if I'm being completely honest. Oh, yeah. I agree. I mean, I'm speaking on the production and all that. Like, the presentation, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, That's the part that I was referring to. But yes, I mean, it's gaming. There's going to be cringe. Yeah. So. I'm I'm glad the Game Awards has finally got its feet under itself and it can like, you know, present itself well to the masses finally. <clears throat> but yeah, I'm just sad to see it go, unfortunately, but like I said, we're, the the reviews and stuff aren't necessarily going to stop cuz the companies just do it on their own now, which is fine. I mean, I'm not opposed to that, but it would it would be it would have still been cool to see, you know, so, uh Friday is Microsoft and Sony and then Saturday is Ubisoft and Sunday is EA and Nintendo or something like that, you know. And getting to see all the demos that come out of the weekend and stuff. Just the the next the week after E3 is also like I think just as fun <laughs> because you just like all right, what games got revealed, what games have trailers, what games have demos, what's going on my my to-do or my to get list. All that kind of stuff, and I don't know. If, I don't know if you were here, uh, Ace, but uh, I also made mention of I, I miss the gameplay reveals of <laughs> they would fly under the radar for the anime games like Naruto and Dragon Ball. Oh yeah, like they would never get the big coverage. But then I'd go, you see a video uploaded from IGN like a new Dragon Fighters Ball game got the big announced. stage that one year. Yeah, which I'm really happy about. And every, as soon as everyone found, as soon as it said like three v three fighting game, everyone was like, "What?" 
So that's like one of the things I, I cherish. And another one is the um I have to go a little bit farther back than this, but the Halo three reveal. Ooh yeah. That was that fun. you'll never get something like that ever again. No, no, never. Or even or even like subtle moments uh that a lot of people may not remember but were pretty hype at the time. Uh speaking staying on Halo for a second, the the gameplay for Halo two that they were showing the moment Master Chief picks up a second weapon, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, like shit like that, man. Where that you just hear that collective audience just just lose their shit. Like, I, um, that shit's good. another. You're since you're making me reminisce right now. Another one that was my favorite. They revealed the gameplay for Gears of War three. Mm-hmm. And um, it was the part where they have to go retrieve uh, Sam and Anya from the pickup truck and then take and then go back inside the base. But all the Lambents show up and their base is getting overrun. And yeah. then the last thing you see is the um, the Lambent Berserker. Oh, yeah. And the it, Berserker. Yeah. Dude, I remember yeah. that reveal, too. When they saw the Berserker, I was like, oh, fuck, we got to fight that bitch. Yeah. That's still one of my all time favorite moments. But. Yeah, rest in peace to E3 if this is the end. But uh, gone but not forgotten. Yeah, seriously not forgotten. Give us some fucking great moments. It's so synonymous with the culture. Oh, like, yeah. It's hard to not remember it. Yeah, it just sucks okay. that it, it couldn't evolve with the times. Okay, that's a great uh, segue to my next question for you guys then. How do you think E3 should evolve to keep up with these changing times? with um, game companies starting to do their own thing, starting to do their own reveals. How do you think that E3 convention should evolve in order to stay afloat, you know, hypothetically speaking? It's a tough question because these, uh, these companies already kind of established that they don't need E3 anymore. Mm-hmm. They've been doing all these showcases for so long. Like, that's kind of the norm now. Kind of hard to take kind of hard to work backwards because yeah it's more cost efficient for these companies to just make the production on their own yeah make so. it in-house yeah if it was if it if cost wasn't a restriction definitely more interaction with the fans with these companies like i know it's it's going to be hard because like you said Ace, they've already established like we don't need e3 but you know if they were still willing to work have a, a different platform you know host different events because the the things that they do on their own, they're mainly just reveals. It's also always a digital event. But to they they need something like again more uh more attractions, more like stuff to do at E three. Kind of like a, like like a convention, basically a convention. At that point, you might have to start like inviting content creators to mm-hmm. play these yeah, games or sure. showcase these games in some yeah, way, I mean, shape, or form. I mean, probably ones with a good presence on stage. Yeah. I mean, like PAX East kind of provides a, a good template for it because I've seen, I've been seeing some videos of it uh, from the past couple of weeks. You know, how they perform that. So it's a lot more interaction with fans by letting them actually play the games, you know, while they uh, like demo versions of those games exclusively for E3. Yeah, I, I see what you mean with PAX, but PAX is also much more 
than PAX is more of a a convention itself, whereas whereas E three is more of just like a showcase. Showcase, yeah. Uh, Um, but I think I I see what you mean. Like if maybe if they what Teddy was saying, maybe if they did go the route of just turning E three into a convention, um, Mm -hmm. then I could see that. But again, that that might be a little bit hard because we are there just for games. So you know that's true. Um, really the the appeal the draw is the game so really it's like you really you you'd just be back at square one you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know it's a tough thing i don't know if e3 can evolve if i'm being completely honest yeah. i don't know if it can evolve into what today's landscape is because like we've already covered the companies don't need them anymore they don't need mm-hmm. th- that they don't need that platform they don't need that stage because they can all do it themselves it's cheaper and it can get their message out a lot more clearer i'm sure um but I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough. It's a, like, like I said, if this is the end, then you know, gone but never forgotten. But it'd be interesting. I I don't get paid the big bucks to figure this stuff out, so it, <laughs> it'd be interesting to see years going forward if E three continues to fade or if it or if it can you know get its get its place back in gaming. Well, remember G G four left and then came back and then left again. So who knows? G three might do the same thing. Oh God! Don't get me started on how G four G four fumbled the bag again. God, that was terrible. But uh, it, would, it it definitely cannot just be for media if it does end up coming back. For it to have staying power, it can't be the same. It has. To- like at that point, it would be just a nostalgia trip that will people like would you be attracted to? Like we haven't had E E three for ten years. Oh shit, it's back for one time only. I'll get people to come back for just that one year. We'll see, man. We'll see. Interesting, interesting times are ahead, most definitely for E three. But uh, I do want to rewind the clock to a few months back to a. A list that came out that got us all talking a certain actors anime starter list hey. <laughs> uh, uh if you guys aren't aware uh the actor michael b jordan is a he's a pretty big anime fan as he likes to proclaim i'm not, no one's gonna call him on it but uh and i'm not i'm not here to do that right now but i do want to call his list into question he was asked to give a list of his top five or hold on his top five anime recommendations and i mean they're the anime he listed they're all really good like no one's here to deny that the anime he listed are actually really good they're fucking phenomenal however these are not animes that i would start somebody with um and if you haven't if you haven't heard of the list or seen the list, I'm about to drop the names of the five anime he recommended right now. Those five anime would be Hunter Hunter, Bleach, Naruto, Dragon Ball, and we round it out with One Piece. Gosh, I wonder what they all have in common. <laughs> <laughs> They're all long. <laughs> oh. Now, as avid anime watchers in this group, we all hear these names and we all go, well, yeah, they're all great. Each one of them, each one of them is great. 
No one's denying that. In its own right, yeah. Yeah, but for the love of God, starter? <laughs> starter. Yeah, you can't use those as starters. Maybe one, one of one anime from that list, but for for that for that to be your whole list, uh, that's kind of asking for a lot. That's a commitment for a lot of these. And uh, yeah, exactly. There's so many other short, like honestly, movies. There's so many you could pick from, but to start with them with a long writing series, like maybe a season of it, but not. Like, oh, they have to start with A's. Like, the heck? Yeah, all these animes are over 100 episodes. And he said Naruto. I'm assuming he means just part one, maybe not Shippuden. But let's just assume he says Shippuden. All these animes are, uh, well, except for me, like Hunter Hunter. All these animes have at least 200, 300 episodes to, under their belt. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. Like, how do you... How do you for a starter anime, we're talking. We got. We got to start them off small, man. We got to talk about. Uh, I would say Attack on Time. Attack on Time is getting a little long winded under its belt too. But we can start mm-hmm. off with like a Mob Psycho one hundred, a One Punch Man, uh, fucking. It's a little bit longer, but maybe an Assassination Classroom. Fucking, if you want to go lighthearted, you could go Devil as a Part Timer. Maybe Konosuba. There's mm-hmm. there's tons of anime to start start someone off with. Uh- but for the love of yeah. God, five shonens, <laughs> five long running <laughs> shonens. Michael B. Jordan, bless your heart. I'm sure you love. I'm sure he loves these shows. I, and I don't doubt that he does. That he doesn't. But man, we gotta work on your. We gotta. We gotta show this. We gotta work on your list, buddy. And I guarantee you, there are some like new anime watchers that those are the bases because Michael B. Jordan told me to watch these. Mm-hmm. Now with I'm that. Like, no, go for it. Go for it. No, go. Go ahead. I was going to say, now, with that being said, what are some of you guys' uh, anime starter wrecks for people? Hmm. Why don't you start us off, sir? Uh, Yeah. So, I already named a couple. Mob Psycho, One Punch. Uh, I would go Attack. I would say maybe Assassination Classroom. I got to give a mad shout out to to Shampoo, of course. Got to get some classics Ooh. in there. Samurai Shampoo, Trigun. Uh, if I were to throw maybe kind of an obscure one in there, maybe like a sports drama, I'd throw in IGPX. I love that show. Toonami had me on that shit every single Saturday. Gotta throw one of the goats in there, Cowboy Bebop. <clears throat> uh, I, gotta, I don't know if I would recommend that one as a starter. Maybe maybe once they start their journey, they can, they can probably venture off into Bebop. I don't know. Get a get a couple shows under their belt at least. Uh, I would, I would, I don't know if I would put this as a as a starter, but I would definitely say one of the early ones. I think someone should watch. Uh, <laughs> and maybe this is just me because I'm a sicko. Uh, Parasite the Maxim. Wow. Because I think wow. that I I don't think that show gets enough love. If I'm being completely yeah. honest, uh, I would I would I would cosplay as uh, Shinichi if I'm being honest. Get a little a little mold of Migi on my hand, you know, go walking around a con with that shit. I think that'd be fucking dope. Uh it's, okay, and there's there's one show there's one show in particular that I'm absolutely mad that we're never gonna get more of. And it's because because Dead Man Wonderland is a is a fucking is a banger of a show. Is a banger of a show that got absolutely 
the short end of the stick as anime was starting to come back out west when Toonami came back that was one of the first shows Toonami had uh had on when they had their resurgence their renaissance uh however dead man wonderland is the anime that you can all thank for for reviving the anime scene here in the u.s that show died so attack on titan and every other show after that could run and live on to this day and i'm sad because dead man wonderland is actually kind of good sure its ending is flawed and it kind of sucks but everything leading up to it, I think, is great, if I'm being completely honest. Visuals, it was great. It had great art and animation. The story felt like it was meaningful and going somewhere. Uh, characters were great. But, obviously, uh, I, I don't even know what happened. Why that show never got uh, picked up for a second season or any more episodes. I think maybe the studio, maybe it's in the case of the studio going bankrupt. I'm not exactly sure, but... Dead Man Wonderland, I, I would also throw in as a starter anime. Uh how about how about anyone else? I know I know you guys have tons, tons of uh anime under your belt, and you could easily rattle off some some good starters for people. So for uh, I guess for me it depends on what genre um of shows that a person likes, right? I think for if they do like the hype uh, shonen um, type shows, of course, um, Bleach would be not, would be good. Naruto would be fine. But if you're if you want to take a look at other different genres, maybe the on the shorter end, Assassination Classroom is a great one. Um, if you want a little bit more, if you like giant robots, there's all there's always uh, Gundam, whichever one. I think personally, Gundam Wing would be fine. It's not too deep into one kind of universe over the others. Um, what else? If you like Slice of Life, uh, I'm okay recommending Your Lie in April, especially if the person is uh, musically inclined. So yeah, um, start, um, the person who is trying to get into anime is interested in just so, and then. Once that is done, they could search for more things that, you know, they want to explore. Things that tickle their fancy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really depends. Like, if they've never watched anime, which is really hard to come by because, come on, I think everyone that grew up in the 90s have watched some form of anime, right? Uh, but... I think anime movies do like just standalone films really like uh like for fantasy i could recommend howl's moving castle for a, like a love story like wolf children or your name i can't really recommend your name to be honest because i think it's a little overhyped but you know there's so many like those can like it's an hour and a half usually so recommending those i there's no, there's not much commitment. You can watch it. They'll be like, all right, cool. Even the, um, like DeAndre, I would love to recommend uh, Naruto and the, uh, the fuck. What's the first uh, Naruto movie? Clash in the Land of Snow, right? Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that shit. Even though you don't know those characters, like, a damn good movie. But in terms of series, some lighthearted, like, uh, well. 
Comey can't communicate. I feel like a lot of people could relate to like having social anxiety and have a good time watching it. But Devil's a Part-Timer is always going to be my go-to in recommending because, hey, come on, how can you not love those characters? Um, there's, all, uh, there's a ton of sport. If they're sporty, I'll recommend one of the sports anime, even though they'll criticize like how the sport's been played. But I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, I think with the sports animes, you gotta preface you gotta preface them like, hey, yes, this anime is about basketball, this anime is about soccer, this anime is about whatever sport. But you gotta you gotta tell them, yes, it's about that. But for the love of God, they're gonna inject so much anime and flavor into this <laughs> yeah. into their sport. <laughs> it's so, not just one of one of the you know regular sports sports uh, games you watch like the NBA or. NFL, there's going to be an anime flair there. Yeah, to the point where they they are they might just be breaking rules. <laughs> <laughs> they might just be baking breaking basic rules. But I mean, yeah, sports animes are 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 really fun. Honestly, I love them. Also, ones where I'm like episode one, and it gets you for me because that's a, a a huge criteria in anime. So if the first episode can hook you, then you'll have a good time because. Going back to Michael B. Jordan's list, I feel like him saying Naruto, that's actually not a bad choice because episode one is actually a really good episode. If you go go back and rewatch it, like yeah, episode one, one is actually kind of emotional. Like you get the lore, you see what how Naruto is being treated, and then that redemption uh, at the end. I'm like, all right, we're watching this series. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so what, what what other recommendations you got? Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of ones that you guys didn't already say, but as much as I don't really uh, resonate with it, Demon Slayer is probably the easiest shonen to watch. Uh, its action is really good. Characters mm-hmm. aren't complex, so like mm-hmm. you don't really need to think too much about it. Um. The premise of the story, uh, as bare bones is, as it could be, is uh, very, very digestible. Um, another one that I have is uh, Death Note. Ah, I think Death Note is really easy to watch because uh, you don't necessarily need to get the um, the. So what am I trying to say? Like the psychology of the characters, other than the fact that they're trying, they're playing a game to one up each other. So you've yeah. seen that in like cartoons. You've seen it in Tom and Jerry. You've seen it in White Spy versus Black Spy. Um, it's not super hard. It's just on a scale that is very serious, and I think people will enjoy that. Um, you said Mob Psycho already. That's like that was gonna be the one I was gonna say. Um, uh, another one uh, in a different genre is uh, Daily Lives of High School Boys. Oh, that's a classic. It's a comedy. It's a slice of life. Uh, it's mm-hmm. funny. So, and then my last recommendation would probably be it was it's Doctor Stone. Oh, I forgot about Doctor Stone. I want to say Doctor Stone, but do you, I feel like that's more an intermediate show. Like, if you're already well invested into anime, like, yeah, the premise is nice. Like, oh shoot, the whole world. But I feel like it it takes the kind of like uh, isekai genre and turn it upside down, like kind of thing. I don't think you need to have 
the knowledge of an isekai to enjoy the show though that's what i'm mm. i'm going on because like i don't is i don't like isekai nearly as much as you guys mm-hmm. is dr stone an isekai i didn't know it it's it's a shonen but like mm-hmm. you know technically it is one because you're like thrown into he, this he, it's not the same world that he lives in or yeah. he lived in so right yeah I, yeah yeah i guess you could because like oh. yeah because you know when i think of isekai i think you know konosuba sword art you, you think know. fantasy world right yeah exactly mm-hmm. like I a video game type of world but yeah i guess you can call it that if you want i'm not gonna knock you if you do um Another one that I think a lot of people would enjoy that's very easy to watch is uh, the hero who is overly cautious. Oh uh, yes, Kobe. oh yeah, that's a that's a good show. Cautious hero, I love that shit. Because it's like you know the same premise, almost like One Punch Man, except you know he's he got isekai, <laughs> so that could be the one that gets somebody into that genre. And then the last one that oh no, sorry, the last two that I would recommend for beginners. One is Watakoi, which is a romance, Ooh. and two is Space Dandy. Oh, nice. yeah! I was those are nice picks. I was gonna throw Space Dandy on there actually, but I went Bebop instead. But Space Dandy is a good one. Which is technically almost I'm they're, not all, they're, they're almost, show, but it has similarities. Similar Only reason why I say all of the ones I just said is because when I came back to finally diving into the medium, mm-hmm. those were the, all the shows I watched. Yeah, because <laughs> Ace took all of our lists, <laughs> got all the good ones, and he's like, "Banger, banger!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all made life easy, and now I'm trying to make it easier for whoever's listening. Because uh, when when we came across this topic, uh, my first thought was, "What would I recommend someone who doesn't know anything about the the you know the medium?" Yeah. What's the most digestible thing for them to watch if they don't know anything about how things mm-hmm. work? So Yeah. Nothing that's gonna like cause them to be like, what is this? Or like, what is this trope? Like, you know. I'm also trying to think of shows that don't go too far over like fifty episodes. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like quick hitters. But come on. Yeah. Every, everyone can do twelve episodes or thirteen episodes that Oh like, yeah, of course. Like twenty something. In a season. You go into 50, you're like... Mm, Just two seasons. Okay. It's, a, it's a challenge already. I say this like, because oh. a lot of, of, of live-action shows that people watch, their episodes are like an hour long. So Yeah. Not much different. A show that I did forget to mention, I actually did want to recommend... I would recommend someone would be uh, Souls at Work. That's a fun... Oh, like, yeah. That's a... No, not black. No, <laughs> no, no, not, <laughs> not black. No, 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 no. Just... <laughs> The first two seasons of Souls at Work, I think that that's also a very fun, lighthearted anime. I think anybody could watch, regardless of whether you've seen an anime or not. I think Dude, so. They should, they should well, play Souls at Work in school. It actually... It's actually pretty it's, educational. Yeah, like not to the extent of where you want, but it gets the basic idea. Yeah, it's not Magic School Bus or anything, but <laughs> it kind of almost is. And then you accidentally show Souls... So that work black. black. That's for the college <laughs> students. <laughs> yeah. I gotta rewatch uh black. I, I actually really liked it. I'll finish black, unfortunately. But uh was it 
Ace, was it you and me that was watching Black? We watched two episodes and then we stopped. Yeah, because we were caught up. Because yeah. it was only it was only two episodes out at the time. But did and you we were like, it? we should probably just wait. Well, we never got around to it. Okay, so you haven't finished it either. No, <laughs> but I know that the I know a couple things that happened. It's not like a spoiler of the end or anything. Mm-hmm. But uh, that body that they all live in is uh, not. <laughs> yeah, he not deal at all. No, he did not live a good life. Um, quick, quick side aside, real quick. Uh, do you guys remember a few months ago, I posted a, a trailer of an anime that was premiering on Adult Swim. It was like a dark, uh, dark brooding kind of like drama, almost horror suspense style anime. What's uh, it called? It's called Housing Complex C. Did any, uh, is that name ring a bell to anybody? Not to me, no. No. Okay. Uh. Well. Uh. I because I the reason I mentioned this because I was about to. I was actually gonna get ready to watch that pretty soon. Maybe like even today or like sometime over this week. It's only four. It's a four episodes. It's a mini series. Um. The only reason I even brought it up is because I I was like, I I was super interested in it in the premise because it seemed pretty cool. Uh. And then it came out and then no one talked about it and I was like, damn. <laughs> I was kind of like I was kind of like bummed out, you know, but it's four episodes, and I can understand why because it's like not a lot of episodes, not a lot of um anime are miniseries now, yeah, which I find very interesting. But I don't know, that was just that's just an aside. Like I'm kind of interested to watch that uh, pretty soon because it did look really good. But staying on the topic of anime, we recently had the last episode of our favorite anime duo pikachu and ash have finally uh battled their last battle fought their last fight we have seen the last we we may not have seen the last of them in the pokemon anime but we've seen the last of their adventures on screen as main characters and it's kind of it's i haven't seen the last episode uh i know ace has but um even just knowing that those two time is done uh as main characters or even just in general like on screen it's it's kind of like it's kind of sad it is no i haven't yeah i haven't watched pokemon in probably like 10 years or so maybe even longer but even still you know that's 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 the childhood right there Mm -hmm. and And let's not forget not just Ash and Pikachu are gone. Team Rocket's gone. Team Rocket's gone. Oh, yeah. Team Rocket. <laughs> Team Rocket. I'm like, I was kind of more sad about that. I'm like, what? Yeah, they've blasted <laughs> off for the last time, man. It's crazy. It, it really, E3's dead. Ash and Pikachu are, are, aren't around anymore. It's fucking crazy, man. Next thing you know, SpongeBob dries up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, man. Ash- dying. Yeah, Ash and Pikachu, man. What uh, what are, what are some of, what are some some of your favorite? It doesn't got to be Ash and Pikachu. It could be just Pokemon in general, like Pokemon anime moments, tear jerk moments, like just hype moments. Like, what are some of y'all's like fondest memories as Ace leans into the mic? The ketchup incident. <laughs> <laughs> for, this for- man started a. This man started a turf war because of ketchup spilling into a Pokemon's eyes. <laughs> Wait, what? What is this? I don't. Do I? 
Is this an old you one? You don't remember Pikachu's ketchup bottle? Pikachu's. I'm trying. They went to Dark City. I think that's the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. And there was like an ongoing like gang war, like straight up gang war going on in the city. And uh, the two leaders had an Electabuzz and a Scyther, respectively. So they tried to like get them together and call a truce because uh, all the citizens' houses and all that were getting destroyed. People were homeless. And uh, so they organized like a meetup and to have like a meal together. And Pikachu had a bottle of ketchup because <laughs> Pikachu loves ketchup for whatever reason. <laughs> And um, things got heated, and uh, one of the leaders, his scyther, <laughs> sliced open the bottle of ketchup, and the ketchup got into scyther's eyes, <laughs> and all hell broke loose. Oh, jeez, I, I, that doesn't even ring a bell or sound familiar, like at all. But that sounds hilarious. And Pikachu was devastated <laughs> to losing his ketchup. I'm going mean, to make you watch that episode. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. But <laughs> another one is um, when they go to the lighthouse. Ooh, and see the giant ass. And, fucking yeah, they meet Bill Dragonite. and then they see the giant Dragonite. And then they which, learn about nah, legendary Pokemon. Which now nowadays is like, oh, a giant uh, fucking Dragonite. It could have just Dynamax. Like, it's, oh my God. Or it's an alpha. Or it's an alpha. That's But I thought it was so cool because uh, <clears throat> at the time we didn't know anything about Dragonite. Mm-hmm. So, but that's all for me. Oh, there's so many, but it's just like, you know, the iconic ones. Like, anytime Ash releases a Pokemon and we really loved it, like, fucking Bye Bye Butterfree. I'm like, oh, Bye Bye Butterfree. Butterfree! But one of my favorite episodes from the first series, and I, I've watched it so many times. It creeped me out as a kid, but I don't know why. Like, it was... Uh, so they were in kind of like a ghost town. It wasn't Lavender Town. It was another town. But they're this ghastly... Oh, um, it, it was a Maiden's Peak episode. I don't know if you guys know that one. Where there's a local legend where this... This maiden was um, waiting for her beloved to come back from war, but he never came back, uh, assuming that he died in war. So her, um, literally, it's the Venus Toys episode. Yeah, <laughs> so, so there's this ghost going around haunting everything, like literally, like, and you're like, what the fuck? They thought it was the ghost of maiden, like of the maiden. But it was actually a fucking ghastly just fucking with everyone. And I was like, this? Okay, everyone's like trying to beat. Okay, first of all, you have this shaman lady just trying to throw uh, like talismans at it. Not working. And then you uh, then throw their Pokemon, realizing that it's a Pokemon. And then ghastly just like fucking. That uh, ghastly was a troll. Yeah, it, <laughs> First, it's like uh, Jesse t- uh, throws out Ekans, and then he turns into a mongoose. Uh, <laughs> fucking, he throws out Ash, throws out Charmander. He he turns into a fire extinguisher. Fucking, um, 
uh, Ash throws out Bulbasaur and Squirtle. Fucking uh, throws out uh, Ghastly, throws out both Venusaur and Blastoise. And then... They fused them. They did the fusion dance. (laughs) They touched fingertips. And then he's like, let me introduce you to Venusoid. I was like, what the? Okay. And then, and then Misty whipped out the cross. <laughs> and garlic. <laughs> and a steak. <laughs> Can we talk when... about the fact that he turned into a mongoose and not a Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's, I think that was my, my most me- memorable uh, in the Pokemon anime. Second to, I also remember fucking Bulbasaur using Whirlwind and blowing away Stunspore. That face <laughs> that he made. <laughs> I'm like, then in that, use Stunspore, Bulbasaur, Whirlwind attack. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do Whirlwind, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he's choking so bad he had to mute. He fucking muted. <laughs> okay. But yeah. Can't forget the uh tearjerker that is uh Pikachu's goodbye. Oh uh, yes, that was of course. One. Yeah. Dude, I feel like and- I haven't uh I think they do that again in Journeys. Cause I saw a preview of like hella Pikachu's again. I'm just like, are they gonna Uh-oh. try this again? Uh oh. Because it's funny how the a- anime does it sometimes. Because when X and Y was a thing, they were like hinting at like previous tropes. Like, fuck, there was like a Butterfree episode. I was like, I swear to God, if Butterfree comes back in this episode, I'm going to cry. I think uh, one of my favorites is. Look at this jelly donut. <laughs> but it was a rice ball, right? It, yeah, it yeah, was a yeah, rice, rice ball. ball. They uh they, they explain that so many times that like they had to localize a lot of the dialogue for yeah. you know Western audiences. <laughs> but and then very the, clearly... tentacru- the tentacruel episode, like they had to like not show that in on the lineup anymore. The tentacruel oh, because of the nine eleven thing? Yeah. Oh, the giant tentacruel? Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, the Godzilla episode, basically. Yeah. It's also it's always crazy to think about too that like Pokemon is also a franchise marred in controversy, even though it's super kid friendly. <laughs> well, Jinx is already like a Pokemon that's so controversial. Yeah, Jinx is banned. Um fucking there's banned episodes. There's whole ass episodes that are banned. Like as- question for both of you, or I guess all three. Of you. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend uh the first season of Pokemon and the first season of Yu Gi Oh for kids dubs as beginner anime? Yeah, I unless would. you grew up with it, I wouldn't. Maybe not Yu Gi Oh. Maybe not Yu Gi Oh. But I think Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon, I think, is definitely possible, but Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like suffers so much from um, the tropes of you know of anime back in the day, the way they drag episodes for way too long. It doesn't it's live so up to today's though. standards. 
That is true. It's so funny, except it's, um, especially the dub. But I don't know. It's just too. Um, it doesn't uh, live up to today's uh, standards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If we're gonna, yeah, obviously talking about, like today's standards, like Yu Gi Oh, Yu Gi Oh is is almost an entirely different show, um, in the four kids dub than what it is in in the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we enjoy it because we grew up with it, and we we didn't know any better. Yeah. And it's and it's almost to the point where it's it's one of those so bad it's good type of mm-hmm. shows, mm-hmm. which is why I can't recommend it. But there's really nothing wrong with Pokemon because it is more akin to cartoons uh, yeah. here here in America. Because for a long time, Pokemon when it was on Kids WB, it was a Saturday morning cartoon. And you really couldn't distinguish it from anything else that was on uh, on its uh, block at the time. So it fit, it, it kind of fit right in. Um, so that's why so I was one. Go ahead, DeAndre. No, I was, no, was going to say that's why I would recommend Pokemon over over Yu-Gi-Oh. And I would I would honestly recommend the first season of Pokemon as a starter anime for anybody. But also episode one was really good, too. I just remember I was like, wow, that's not a bad episode. Yeah, Ash woke up late. Gary got all the unspoken Riz. <laughs> um, he gets a he gets a Pikachu that's a kind of a brat, mm-hmm. and then by the end of the episode, they're they're friends. Because <laughs> they almost died. Hey, death brings people together, man. Hey, yeah, you damn or, right. Or something, you those, know those damn uh, what was it, Spiro? Spiros. Yeah. yeah. I will also say this: Pokemon got some pretty fire movies too. Oh yeah! Like a lot of a lot of them are actually like kind of good. If I'm being completely honest, I think up until like maybe after uh, Johto and Hoenn, then that's when kind of the movies started being like, uh, what movies would those be? It's like I think Black and White. Um, Shame, the shame in a no, the dark ride movie was actually a good one. That I think that was the yeah. last movie I saw, Dark Ride, and I've only seen it like once. Yeah, which one's uh, the one with all the Reggies in it? Is that the Lucario movie? That's still that's Lucario. Lucario movie, and that, that's a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> the mystery, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. I love yeah. that. Yeah, movie. um, Giratina and the Sky Warrior. I don't even remember what was the part of that one. Uh, Giratina um, and, and Shaman, yeah, they had a movie together. Yeah, you see, I must have, I must have not seen that one. Yeah, then you have the Keldio movie, which was okay. I definitely did not watch that. Uh, yeah, a lot of those ones we didn't watch as kids, so maybe we don't have that attachment. But I watched a good majority of them and still kind of like, is is there an Arceus movie? There is an Arceus and the Jewel of Life. That one was actually that one was decent. Like you know, you can get with it. But yeah, nothing can uh, honestly fuck. You got one, two, and three. I know a lot of people don't like three, but still great movies. I love. Which one is three? Is that the Entei? Yeah, was Entei? Yeah, because I remember two (laughs) thousand is two thousand is the Moltres, Zapdos, and. Oh, Articuno. Articuno. That, there Articuno. you go. Yeah, yeah. I could. I was like, "Who's the third one?" <laughs> <laughs> Uno, stress. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, the first three movies. Oh, oh my god. 
fucking but yeah but you also have pokemon like forever forever pokemon uh heroes right that was that that, that's that was the latios Latios, latios yeah Destiny uh, Deoxys, my favorite. Destiny, Ooh, Deoxys, Destiny Deoxys and Rayquaza. Jirachi Wishmaker. Okay, I will stop you right there. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of didn't like Jirachi Wishmaker. Max, <laughs> Max pissed me off so much. Remember, he's such a fucking crybaby. <laughs> that movie. Uh, nah, okay, that's the one movie I can't get on board with. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe I gotta watch it again. Maybe I gotta watch it again. Maybe, but it it was too emotional for me personally. <laughs> But every other movie you said, yeah, yeah, yeah I can, I'm, I'm on board with. Yeah, especially Deoxys. Oh, De- Deoxys, that, that movie was so good because I was like, this Pokemon's a fucking alien, bro. Mm-hmm. And he's just looking for his uh, his friend, but uh, Rayquaza's uh, xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> get off my lawn! That's basically Rayquaza, the whole movie. Just get off my property. So, um, what? I'll go ahead, Morgan. Oh, I was gonna ask you guys. So, what are your guys' uh, favorite seasons of Pokemon? Mm. I think beats the first one for me. First that's one. Just, that's just that's just all nostalgia, though. I think X, personally, y were good. Yeah, for me, Sinnoh is like also great. Mm-hmm. X Y also good because you know it also brought it also brought us Ash Greninja versus Mega Charizard X, which was a nice fight. It's not just that. Uh, X and Y as a whole, it kind of brought back the tropes of Pokemon that we, like, it really brought back a lot of, like, nostalgia trips for it. Like, one, yes, they used the the opening from the original, so that's one. It, and just having, like, these different scenes, like, like I said earlier, they had a Butterfree episode, which I'm like, bro, is Butterfree coming back? Like, they, there were so many, like, jabs to nostalgia. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. I see what they're doing here. I don't know if I have a favorite season necessarily because I don't I don't remember the seasons like that. Do you remember the, all the openings? I know my favorite opening is Advanced <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I know that much. Yeah, I don't I don't have a favorite season though. I don't remember them like that. If I if I had to choose, I'd gotcha. probably say one of the earlier ones, like Ace said, but. Yeah, I don't I don't remember them like that. However, yeah, theme advanced challenge. I think the only ones I watched all the way through um are uh the first one or I guess Kanto and uh Jodo. I don't think I watched Hoenn all the way through. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the, I see, last I see. Thing, the only thing I remember about Jodo is Pikachu being possessed by Groudon or Kyogre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were having their scuffle again, mm-hmm. that's the only thing I remember about Hoenn. Do you guys remember that fucking? Uh, go ahead, Sadie. Go ahead, Sadie. And fucking Meowth had to translate what Pikachu was saying. Yeah, I think because Pikachu looks so like disturbing. Amazing. Yeah, that's why I remember it. I don't know which series was it, but fucking Ash turned into a Pikachu. Remember? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Fucking one of uh, like a, a magician spellcaster character fucking trans accidentally did something and transformed him into a Pikachu. Yeah. So it's just Ash's eyes on Pikachu. Exactly. 
You guys remember that? Uh, I don't know if it was a movie or if it was special. It was a, uh, I think it was Mystery Mirage. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like something that doesn't really ever get talked about. But I think I remember liking it. I think I've seen it like twice. Because it came out, I think almost at the same time uh, as the Lucario movie. Because it oh, wasn't really? a movie in itself. It was like a special. It was like, like a said. special. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the Mirage Master, right? Where yes. They were only using legendaries in that one, right? Yeah, he had like Groudon. Uh, I think Mewtwo was in it. I think. So uh, Hoopa wasn't the first one to do it. I thought Hoopa was. Huh. Was Hoopa good? Hoopa was okay. That movie, like, honestly, it was just eye candy for seeing all these legendaries in one place. Yeah. That's basically what it was. Ah, Pokemon. Hey, any more Pokemon nostalgic memories? I know you guys have played the games a bunch too. Fucking Martin just found his like treasure trove of Pokemon games after thinking that it was sold or stolen. Well, not stolen, sold. Because like uh-huh. I, I technically like quit, quote unquote, quit Pokemon games back in 2013. But then you know Teddy had to uh, drag me out of drag me out of it by uh, gifting me Pokemon Scarlet, and now I'm back down the rabbit hole. Damn it, Teddy! I got no more nostalgia for to mention. I kind of just want to watch Pokemon now. <laughs> 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 just relive the movies, huh? We running the movies. I wish. Yeah, I'm down though. One day. Hey, so remember, you know how many times we watched the first movie? Hey, so remember we watched it in theaters? What? The first movie? Oh, when they brought it back? Yeah, they brought it back. Uh, we they had did? to go watch that shit. Yeah. They brought it oh, back shit. for like a, a weekend? or like, I, No, a week. I think it was like a week or something. Because <clears throat> it was like the anniversary, I think, right? Mm, I think so, yeah. The 20th. Uh, yeah, they were, they were doing hella shit for the 20th anniversary. Yeah, that was dope as fuck. I hope they do it again for the next whatever anniversary it's gonna be. Fucking wish I still had my new card when I went to watch Pokemon 2000. Uh, Alright, boys. Uh, much like Pokemon, uh, all good things must come to an end. And we have come to the end of another fantastic episode of Simmering. I want to thank the boys being here today after we had a nice Bereki. Uh I know some of us might have caught the itis, so uh you might, might need to get our nap get our naps. <laughs> you call me out like that. I, I didn't say it was you. You just did it yourself. <laughs> you didn't have to mention it. Oh man, but any uh final words, comments, concerns? Uh, Don't watch anime. It, uh, and stay frosty. Kind of chilly, so I get what you're saying. But uh, are we gonna do uh, what are you? Ah, yes, thank you. I'm actually glad you mentioned that. Yeah, what are we all simmering on? Uh, I know this last anime season I think just ended and a new one's picking up. If anyone's got any good recs for the upcoming anime season, uh, I've I'm still currently playing through Atomic Heart. I feel so bad because I need to start like a Dragon Ishin and Ghostwire Tokyo comes out pretty soon on Game Pass, and I actually kind of want to play that. Um, I I finished season two of Mob Psycho recently, so now I'm gonna finally actually start my first watch of season three this week. 
now that I'm, I'm not going into work at six in the morning this uh anymore lucky you so uh yeah that's 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 all i got going on right now nba playoffs start soon so i'm pretty hyped about that as well anyone else did you jump right in there uh so for anime recommendations well i just finished tomochan is a girl i i recommend that one uh i'm watching another rom-com uh Martin, can you help me with the title? It's the it's the ice dude. Oh, the ice. Cool uh, yeah, it's the ice guy and the and and his uh, cool female colleague. Yes. That I watched the I'm first watching. episode of that. Yeah, I it's it's a chill show. Uh, I get it, chill. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm watching right now. Uh, I am go for games. I'm going to be playing Kid Icarus because. I have to give that back to Martin, and I have to uh, play through it at least once. And then, yeah, that's pretty much me uh, playing the Digimon TCG, kicking Martin's ass as usual. Damn, no chill. I just like the fire shots every time you put out what you're simmering. What is wrong with you? (laughs) Why do you choose hostility every time? I'm beat there, okay. Don't worry, I kick his ass sometimes too. Good. Yeah, Martin? Yeah, check this man sometimes. Uh, yep, I do my best. Well, um, as for me, um, I finished uh, Tomochan is a Girl, which is a great romance that wraps everything up in uh, 12 or 13 episodes, I believe. Um, I also finished... Um, well, I, I finished my April task of uh, Your Lie in April. So, another another one in the books for a, a rewatch of that show. Um, as for what I'm looking forward to this season, I'm looking forward to an anime called uh, Oshinokos, which is oh, um, that's good. Yeah, which is an uh, an idol anime that turns into, I believe it. I believe it turns into kind of a mystery kind of uh, scenario. It's a, it's, a it's a thriller. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. Um, I'm also looking at uh, my love story with uh, Yamada at level 999. So I just watched the first episode today, and it seems like a good show. So that is something that I could look forward to. Yes, sir. Uh, is, that, is that it? Do we all go? No, Mr. Asu. Um, I don't like repeating myself, but... I'm reading everything I've mentioned from the past two episodes still. Uh, as well as picked up a new uh, a new manga. I, I The name is too long, but it's just like a wholesome romance anime. If I remember the name by the next episode, I'll mention it there. But uh, I'm not playing any games because I'm on Burnout. Uh, You're playing Burnout? Oh, my no God. Intended. Wow. Um, How do you like it so far, Ace? Tell me. Oh, man, it's great, man. I like getting my revenge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, for shows, uh, I am only watching Hell's Paradise and uh, this one called The Beautiful Delusion, which the first episode only just came out. Uh, I think Everyone here should watch those two shows because they're very, very, very good just based off their first episodes. But I, mm-hmm. 
I read Hell's Paradise all the way through, and I think it's worth the watch to those that like Shonen. And it's not a battle Shonen; it's a survival Shonen. So, not the not the same kind of premise that you usually see. But that's all for me. Hell yeah, that's all from him. That's all from us, and that'll be all for today. Thank you all for joining us on another fantastic episode of Simmering. Uh, glad you stuck with us. Hope uh, hope this made your day a little bit brighter, a little bit better. Until next time, we'll see you guys around. H, take us out. We out. Oh, also, uh, your first beginner anime should be One Piece. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>